Welcome to the Sober Mofos Podcast, where we discuss how to get sober, how to stay sober, and how to live a healthy, happy life in sobriety. My name is Dirk Foster, and I'm a sobriety coach and author, and I've been sober since 2007. Okay, so a big challenge that many recovering alcoholics and addicts face, I face this myself, is an inability or more often unwillingness to let go of resentment and anger for the perceived wrongs that we've suffered. All right, self-pity is a far too common mental, um, let's say, ailment that plagues many addicts in the early stages of recovery. The, The idea that we've been dealt a bad hand in life too often follows people into their early sobriety and quite often results in relapse. Don't let this happen to you. Here's the bottom line. You have to knock that shit off. Negativity gets you nowhere fast. Negativity and pessimism are part of the reason so many of us end up broken and defeated from our addictions in the first place, right? So why carry it into our sobriety and possibly destroy our effort to recover? And that's what I want to talk about today, all right? Uh, Before I start, uh, I want to invite you to visit my website at SoberMofos.com where you'll find uh, lots of resources as well as books and audiobooks on addiction and sobriety. I'm also a recovery and sobriety coach if you or somebody you know needs some help. Again, that website is SoberMofos. Okay, so resentment, um, that's a biggie. Resentment, which in my opinion is the worst form of negativity, is one of the most lethal and toxic toxic poisons we can swallow. Resentment is a killer for those of us in recovery, especially in the early stages of sobriety when we are emotionally uh, raw and vulnerable. It's really important that we develop a positive attitude and outlook on life. There are a few simple things we can do to brighten up our day and more importantly, improve someone else's day. The first thing we need to do is to, is to recognize that we're being sullen or angry or spiteful or vengeful in any way. All of these negative emotions are easy to, t- to detect because they feel bad, much like a hangover. You know, we can identify them pretty quickly. And when you're feeling less than positive, Check yourself and try to adjust your attitude toward a more positive way of thinking. Like our physical and spiritual health, our mental health has a huge impact on our life in recovery. So it's crucial that you begin to notice any negativity you're carrying around and learn how to replace it with the power of positivity. You know, and I'm not trying to sound like, you know, I don't I don't mean to sound naive. I know we all have bad days. We all have we all wake up on the wrong side of the bed from time to time, you know, or somebody does us wrong and it's, it's going to be very difficult for us to feel good or feel positive, but we have to work on it as much as we possibly can else or else we're going to really um, put our sobriety in jeopardy. Of all the things we should focus on, if we want to enjoy a positive outlook on life, of all the things, gratitude is unquestionably the most important place to start. It would be easy to argue that love is the most important thing, and to a certain extent, I agree with that. But until we are truly grateful for who we are and what we have, our 
ability to give and receive love is significantly blocked by a festering resentment. How can we possibly find happiness and peace and give and receive true love until we first acknowledge and express gratitude for the blessings we already possess, right? Makes sense. When I first got sober, I was filled with resentment and rage. I mean, I was just a festering <laughs> lunatic of anger and resentment. I felt that I had been cheated out of having the life I thought I deserved. I deserved a better life. I deserved more money. I deserved better friends. I deserved a perfect body, a trophy wife, a large house, fame and fortune, blah, blah, blah. How could I possibly be responsible for the crappy condition of my life and the way it turned out? The world and everyone in it was to blame, not me. It was never my fault. It was, it was all someone else's fault. Didn't the world recognize my awesomeness? I was blinded by resentment and unable to see the part I played in my own self-destruction. I felt entitled to something better than, than what I had. So the question is this, how do we begin to focus on gratitude when we don't feel any gratitude and don't know where to find it? All right, I'm going to rephrase that. I'm going to say that again. How do we begin to focus on gratitude when we don't feel gratitude and don't know where to find it? Well, it's very simple. Start with where you are right now. Look around you. I guarantee that you will find something that you can appreciate. It can be anything. Perhaps it's the fact that you have two hands and two feet that work, assuming you do. Or maybe you have a roof over your head. Or maybe you have something delicious in the kitchen that you can eat later. Or there's a good television show on, on tonight that you can enjoy. It's these small things if you try hard enough, you'll always be able to find at least one or two things to be grateful for. A favorite pet, a good meal, a soft pillow to sleep on, a song you love, a funny joke, a good cup of coffee. I'm having a cup of coffee right now and it's awesome and it makes me feel grateful just to be sitting here talking to you right now with my cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, it's just this simple shit. You know, it's, it's, we don't have to overcomplicate these things. Or maybe you can find gratitude in being able to help another person who is also struggling or suffering. In, in fact, another recovering addict, for instance. There's no better way to bring yourself out of depression or bad mood or resentment than by helping somebody else. Be of service to somebody. That has had a huge impact on my own recovery. And I recommend it to anybody. So start with simple things in your life. Don't focus on the negatives only on a few things that make you smile or bring you comfort. Find the small things in life that you're grateful for and expand your outlook from there over time. All right. So here's a quick tip, you know, start keeping a gratitude journal. I know it sounds a little corny, especially if you're a dude, but you know, it can be helpful each morning or every evening, write down three things. That's it. Just write down three things you are grateful for any person, place, or thing that brings you joy, okay? It's very simple. Anybody can do it. It will take about a minute and a half to do. All right, so try that. So I want, and then I want to talk about, I want to talk about resistance, okay? Learning to live in acceptance is the key to positive, to a positive mind. Learning to live in acceptance. It's the key to, to having a positive mind. When we use the term acceptance, we're not talking about resignation, which, which implies giving up or allowing bad things to happen. We're not doormats to be stepped on. Acceptance for us means non-resistance, 
All right. Acceptance for us as, as alcoholics, people in recovery, people who are sober, acceptance for us means non-resistance. We want to be able to reach a point where we can accept things that happen in our, in our life and in our mind and observe them without fear or judgment. We need to learn how to roll with it, right? We need to learn how to just kind of roll with life from time to time. By the way, meditation can be very helpful for this. If you haven't tried meditation yet, I highly recommend it. Um, you can go on my website, SoberMofos.com, and find some information on meditation. I've even written a book on it. It's called The Sober Journey, uh, A Guide to Prayer and Meditation in Recovery. So if you've never tried meditation, it can be extremely helpful. Um, I still practice it 15 years into my sobriety, and, and it's been extremely beneficial to my recovery. So consider that. But getting back to acceptance, um, to use a well-worn sports analogy, Life throws us a lot of curveballs. It often seems that our problems appear out of nowhere. We start the day with a certain set of expectations, only to be thrown a curveball that catches us off guard, sometimes hitting us square in the face. When we, we become too fixated uh, and attached to how things should be instead of accepting how things actually are, we become trapped in an endless cycle of disappointment and frustration. Some days we're hit by more than one curveball at a time, right? Then we find ourselves trying to fix one problem while confronting another. We become overwhelmed and can easily succumb to frustration and anger. At this point, we might want to just throw our hands up in the air and resign ourselves to our miserable fate. But there's another path we can take, acceptance. I keep using this word, acceptance. One of the greatest phrases I always keep in mind is this too shall pass. This too shall pass. The fact is all things shall pass eventually. Everything passes away. Nothing is permanent. Bad, unpleasant, or frightening things all end at some point. The same is true for good things, by the way. All things shall pass, good and bad. The trick is to accept conditions as impermanent rather than obsessing uh, over or attaching ourselves to anything, either good or bad, all right? The more we attach to things, the more bogged down we get, the more trapped we feel. One moment might seem perfect. The next moment might be filled with problems. One day you might be dating your soulmate. The next day your heart is broken. I'm sure we've all experienced that to some degree. One week you might be you might feel healthy. The next week you're sick. One month one month you might have extra money in the bank. The next month you're flat broke. All of these are passing conditions. Nothing is permanent and nothing stays the same. The only thing we can rely on is change itself. Change itself. Change is the only constant both the bad and the good will all pass into something else at some point. If we can accept this fact, if we can live in acceptance of what is rather than what should be, we will find it much easier to live in harmony with the fluctuations and changes that confront us every day. And they always do. Again, we don't want to be doormats and let life or people trample over us. We have to take responsibility and fix things that need to be fixed. 
But it's also important to realize that life is filled with ups and downs and there is no such thing as perfection. Sometimes you'll be overwhelmed by negative thoughts or difficult situations, all demanding your attention at the same time, right? Instead of fighting and resisting, just accept without judgment or fear. When you're being bombarded by problems, simply remind yourself of this truth. This too shall pass. Then smile and get to work fixing whatever needs to be fixed. And you have to remind yourself daily. It's important that we empty our minds of negative thoughts each day, sometimes every hour, replacing those dark ideas with positive, uplifting reminders of how interesting, amusing, and and wondrous life can be. The point is to feed our souls with, with nourishing words that provide uplifting and transcendent thoughts and ideas. If you were to take a glass filled with dirty brown pond water and hold it under a dripping faucet, eventually the drops of water from the sink would replace the dirty pond water, okay? The glass would then be filled with water clean enough to drink and nourish your body. This is similar to how positive thought works. We add a steady drip of daily positive wisdom into our minds that feeds and nourishes our soul. It's that easy. There are many ways you can feed your soul and nourish your mind, including a a passage from the Bible, a, a Buddhist chant, a beautiful poem or song. Whatever it is, it's important that you become aware of what you're feeding your mind each day. What you feed your mind and soul is just as important as what you feed your body. Fill your body with junk food, you'll get physically sick. Fill your mind with negativity, you'll become mentally sick. So, if you have a chance and you're feeling down and, and, and negative and you're having a shitty day, you know, instead of watching the news, which is going to be filled with negativity, listen to a song that's beautiful. Read a poem that's beautiful. Read from scripture if, if you like to read from scripture. Um, you know, Listen to, to a, a comedy routine. Do something. Put, put something positive into your mind. Don't listen to the news on TV, for God's sakes. It's the last thing any of us should be doing, you know, fill your mind with positive, uh, a positive inflow of, of either information or entertainment, you know, replace the negative with the positive. So are you drinking a glass filled with dirty pond water or clean spring water? Are you living on a steady diet of negativity and pessimism or positivity and hope? Remind yourself every day, all day long, if you have to, that life is is pretty damn good, that you're a good person, that most people are trying to be good, and that all your struggles and efforts are worth it. Develop a healthy habit, a habit of positive thoughts and ideas that will sustain you today and bring you hope for tomorrow. And so, you know, to recap, It's really important for our sobriety and our recovery that we try and stay positive. You know, don't wallow in self-pity. You know, we all feel bad from time to time and that's okay, you know, but do your best every day to rid yourself of resentment and anger and self-pity and replace it with positive thoughts and positive action it will have a huge impact on your recovery and on your sobriety. Because the last thing in the world we want to do is let negativity and resentment and self-pity jeopardize 
our sobriety. The last thing we want to do is allow our mental state to cause us to relapse, okay? And that's really what this is all about. And really what, in, in many ways, what this whole podcast is about and what my books are about and my coaching is about is making sure that we stay positive, that we stay healthy physically and mentally, that we stay healthy spiritually, that we move forward and constantly try and progress in our recovery so that we protect our, our, our sobriety at all costs. You know, we have to build a moat around our recovery and we need to fill that, that moat with positive thinking and healthy living and smart choices. Okay. And that's really what's uh, important to all of us. So if you need to check your, your attitude and adjust your attitude, I suggest you do it at every step of your journey, every day, every hour, whatever it needs and whatever it takes to protect that sobriety because it's important. All right. So if you get a chance, go to my website, SoberMofos.com. Um, and um, if you need any help with coaching or you or somebody you care about needs a coach, let me know. Um, also, check out my books and audio books on SoberMofos.com. Until we speak again, be safe, stay healthy, stay positive. Thanks.